This is the 411th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC. And in this episode, we're going to take a closer look at the Falcons' 53-man roster. Will this massive roster overhaul carry the Falcons to the playoffs? We'll have Arthur Smith, Desmond Ritter, Bijan Robinson. We'll have them stop by and discuss things, all things Falcons. We'll look at the cuts, the offensive and defensive projected starters, the cutting of Jalen Mayfield, a look at Terry Fontenot's first draft class, the injury report, and we'll discuss a few other things here with regards to the Atlanta Falcons. So, if you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure that you follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean Breeze. Tropical Beach. Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're back here from break. We're going to get right to it. We got a lot of ground to cover today. Falcons cut down to 53. Got one. Uh, they got two practices in, two left before they start getting ready for the Carolina Panthers. And here's what Coach Arthur ha- Arthur Smith had to say on the schedule this week, including the roster cuts today. Tuesday, you know, we'll, we'll have to make a lot of roster transactions, and so it'll be kind of a hectic 48 hours, and we certainly don't take it lightly because we've got a lot of guys that uh, have really worked hard and guys that competed hard. So, again, we'll get one more practice in tomorrow night, and then obviously Tuesday will be a big day. And we'll finish the week with two more practices. On Saturday, before they got to cut downs, they cut four players, including Jalen Mayfield, the former third-round pick in the uh, first draft class by the um, new regime. Here's what Arthur Smith said when I asked about Jalen Mayfield being cut. Well, with all the moves made, D-Lay, we got to do what's best for the team. I mean, you certainly give everybody opportunities, and uh, doesn't mean the guys can't go other other places and. and you know, have great careers, but we got to do what's best for this team, and that's that's what guides us. And and you try to be fair and objective. They gave him a chance. He started um, as a, a rookie, 16 games at left guard. That didn't go too well. He's one of the poorest graded guards in the league last year. I won't make an allegation of them stashing him, but he had a back injury, sort of, kind of. Never played, but that gave him a year to work on the weight rooms, work on his bend. Uh, the thing he had to do was be lower and, um, you know, better with his drive blocking. So, um, 
They moved him back to tackle, tried him at left tackle, and he just lost the competition. So Jalen's no longer with the Falcons. Now he could be um, could make it back to the practice squad. We'll find that out in the next 24 hours. Here's what Arthur Smith had to say about when they will start preparing for Carolina. That's the first game of the season, uh, September the 10th, 1 p.m., Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah, there's a million ways I've done it. You know, some people start two weeks early, and it feels like that ball game. It takes forever. There's an art to it, you know, the way some of the stuff you want to introduce. But if you go super heavy, like Wednesday with it, install, I mean, it does. It'll feel like a college bowl game here, over and over. So there's some things we still need to work on, that uh, you know, to keep keep us going situationally. Make sure we're sharp there, and we'll start adding stuff in uh, slowly. And then you know, when we get to the game week, we ready to roll. Well, yeah, yeah, because if you start too early, then you end up with like 160 plays, 90 plays. You got to throw it half of it out. So you're just uh, doing twice the work and, and really just running in place. So I understood what Coach was talking about there. Now, um, one of the big issues going into the season opener is about Desmond Ritter. He only plays 17 snaps in the exhibition season, 19 if you count the two penalty plays. 15 if you, you know, count another way. But, hey, not a lot of snaps. But we wanted to know from Desmond on if he was okay with playing just 17 snaps in the exhibition season. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. You know, like I said, and I said multiple times, you know, we work so hard, you know, during practice um, that, you know, when we get out there in the game that, you know, it's almost like the same thing. So just going out there and, you know, practicing against our defense, which is a really great defense, you know, prepares us as much, if not as anything, as a game. And another thing with Desmond, uh, you know, was, hey, how about, um, you know, can these practices really get you ready? And are the practices now more important than the games? I mean, you can't say practices are more important than games, but as, you know, they're as equally as important. But, um, you know, practices for us, like I said, you know, we try to make it, you know, as game-like as possible with the speed, with the intensity, with the pressure, um, so that when we do get into games that, you know, it, it makes everyone's nerves kind of ease and kind of calm because, like, we've been there before. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you could say practice is important as games, but, you know, games are also important. Well, you know, one of the big things is his accuracy. We didn't see a lot of that in the exhibition game. He was wild on some throws. The guys were making a lot of acrobatic catches of his passes. Uh, That was the issue coming out of Cincinnati, one of the reasons why he lasted to the third round. But he had over 800 throws in college, which is a lot. And uh, Randy Mueller, former NFL executive, writing for the athletic question you know, his ceiling. Well, how high can he go? How much better can he get? That's a whole lot of throws in college. And he thought it was more of a paint-by-numbers passing exhibition in that game. So are they just going to have him, you know, fake the ball, one-two read throw, a lot of RPO stuff, and uh, not any um, too much traditional drop back. So that's going to be the issue here with the Falcons. Can they beat you just running the ball and throwing occasionally on a one-two three throw type of deal are they going to drop him back and throw it i don't think so but you know we only got a small sample size of what we saw and what coach arthur smith wants to do with him now to arthur smith's credit he did a great job in tennessee him and his staff and the uh, other coaches there with ryan Tannehill, because you know we saw him in miami we didn't think you know they, they didn't want to resign him so they traded him but they they turned him into one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the afc 
But, you know, are they going to do the same thing with Ritter? So that'll be an issue. We'll keep on top of that. You know, the accuracy will be something that I thought you should work on in the exhibition season. Uh, but we we didn't see him do that. So we'll monitor that if he's all, if he's all over the place and Bryce Young's out here cutting him up on uh, September the 10th. Then we're, we're going to have to uh, ask the coach about that after the games. Like, hey, you should have played your quarterback, timed up your passing game. But uh, maybe they plan to just run the wishbone and, and run uh, the Panthers up out of the stadium. So we'll see. That's a big issue going into that game. So talking about running the football here, let's get to rookie running back Bijan Robinson on if he's thinking about uh, making his debut against the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, it, it creeps in a little bit. Um it's more like anxious because I'm just like ready to get out there and ready to go, even like with the team. But I know that it's still like two weeks away, so I got to just kind of, you know, mentally, you know, prepare myself and practice, and then understanding that the game, the game's coming up really fast, and I'm trying to be ready to go when when Sunday comes. Well, I think he's ready to go. I think I, whereas the quarterback, I wanted to see more for Bijan. I didn't see it. I didn't need to see. Um, I saw the cuts. I saw the moves. I saw. Him catch it in practice, so so I'm good with him only playing 12 snaps uh, in the exhibition season. I thought the quarterback needed to time up some routes. That's why I would like to see him play a little bit more. But here is Bijan on if he's ready, despite only playing his. Uh, I, I got him for 12 snaps in the exhibition season. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Uh, you know, I know that I got my feet wet a little bit, but. You know, that, that was good for me. And now that I know that the season's coming and just to get ready for like full games and getting my mind right for, you know, four quarters, I, I'm, I'm ready to go. And every time I step out there, you know, it's always a blessing for me. So I'm going to have fun and, and just get ready to go. We had a story up on AJC.com about Bijan and Tyler Algier discussing their bond and um, uh, their bond over anime, the Japanese uh, form of animation so far for thanks to my guy Ken Segura for tipping me off that hey they might do pretty good online because <laughs> for for that for a while there I was like oh what are these kids talking about some dude Baki the fighter and the, you know so then I had to do a little research and you know at least get the uh, surface part of it together and and so that story's online uh about BJ and Tyler Algier and their anime love for um bonding over that but um, they also got to play together. And here's Bijan on Tyler Algier on trying to be an all-around running back. Yeah, shoot, especially having Bijan here, you know, really just seeing him and how, because obviously they drafted him, you know, he's all-around with two different backs. But, like, seeing his reps and then just seeing what he can do, really just trying to look at what he can do and just transfer that into my style of play as well. So it's been, it's been good. All right, before we go to the midway break here, I got a little beef. I got a beef with the Falcons because on cut down day, I think the fans should hear from the from the general manager. On cut down day, uh, he should be able to explain to the fans who are paying astronomical prices for these tickets uh, some rationales behind the moves and what they did in shaping their roster. We see it around the league. I know in Dallas, uh, Mike McCarthy spoke. I, uh, saw, I saw Frank Reich in Carolina. Frank Reich, sorry. And uh, I'll do a poll around the league. But, I mean, the Falcons, these are the 2022 prices from uh, AJC's story uh, by Tim Tucker, where you could pay from, whoa, 
$4,500 to get in the upper bowl for 10 tickets at $450. Or you can be play $950 at 10 tickets. That's nine thousand almost $10,000 to come see the football team play. So uh the mid-range tickets were like $1,050 to $1,850. And then the, the uh, lower mezzanine tickets, you could drop 39 Gs. It, or or forty one seven in the lower bowl. So I think the fans who are paying these prices deserve to hear from their general manager on cut down day and not some random August the second day that has nothing to do with anything. So that's my little rant for today. We're gonna go to the break. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back here and rolling at the 411th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We're getting excited because real football is about to start. None of this gym class tag stuff. So real football is about to start on September the 10th. Oh, we got the Kansas City uh, Detroit game on Thursday night next week. So we'll be off and rolling here quicker than you know we got a little college football this weekend i'm a i want to see coach prime in colorado see what they do with tcu i'll probably be taking a nap during that tennessee martin georgia game but uh we um football is back and we're ready to go there's also some good deals out there for you you know and uh, we want to get you in in tune and plugged in to some of the deals the atlanta journal constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners if you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, and we had a lot of that lately, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to the subscribeajc.com backslash podcast. Again, go to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right. Like I said today, let's dig into these cuts again here. No real surprises. We ran the story on Monday you know, Sunday for Monday print on uh, who was on the bubble, who were locks, and who were long shots. And we pretty much nailed that thing. One surprise was uh, John Fitzpatrick over Parker Hesse. I thought they really liked Parker Hesse and the hard work he had done for them. But I don't think he's gone here. I think they'll find his way back to the practice squad. And then Fitzpatrick, he did a great job in training camp. Last year, he was hurt former Georgia kid from Maris. But uh, that was about the only major, major surprise, if you want to call that major. 
as the talent level improves, some players that were getting on the field can't get on the field now. So, and in that regard, Timmy Horn, he started five games last year. Hesse started seven. Carnell Armstrong ended the season as the starting right cornerback. He's hurt. And uh, Darren Hall, number fourth round pick, he was a starter too last year for much of last year. And he was also released. Some of them guys might make their way back to the practice squad. So um, those were no real big surprises on the cuts. Go to AJC.com. They kept Logan Woodside, the third quarterback. Godwin Igbikuke, the running back. Probably have him back on the practice squad. He uh, ran well. Carlos Washington, I don't think he's coming back. Carlos Davis, they, you know, it was this is how they do it. It's like, okay, if they're going to bring you back, they're not sending you to the airport, okay? If they're giving you a ride, hey, let's go to the airport, you're not coming back the next day for the practice squad. So I know Davis is still here and uh, Horn's still here. So, you know, they're trying to get them on the practice squad. Carlos Washington, I think he went to the airport, so pretty sure he did. But that's how that works, and, and they'll try to hold tight, look around the league. They might want to kick the tires on Bradley Roby from Peachtree Ridge standout in Ohio State. Standout got cut by the Saints. Uh, Falcons a little thin in corner. They're bringing in Malcolm Butler, according to our good friend Aaron Wilson down in Texas. And we'll see where that goes at cornerback. But as far as the projected starters, we're looking at an almost 50% overturn of the players who started in the season finale last year against the uh, Buccaneers. I'm talking about 11 all together. If everything breaks right four on offense and then seven on defense, we knew they were overhauling the defense three or four on offense, depending on how they break it down. Mac, Mac Hollins is going to start for Alameda Sakias. Matt Bergeron is going to start for Matt Hennessy. And Kyle Pitts is going to be in there for Parker Hesse. And if there's going to be four, it's going to be B. John Robinson starting over Tyler Algier, who's closed out last season. Now, they they might start Algier and bring B. John off the bench. Now, defensively, there are definitely six and maybe seven new starters. And uh, under, you know, for new defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen. And this breakdown is Bud Dupree for Artie Agundajay. David Onyemata for Abdullah Anderson, Calais Camel for Tim Horn, inside linebacker Caden Ellis for Rashad Evans, cornerback Trey Flowers or Akunda, I'm pretty sure Akunda's not going to play, and uh, for, Cor for Cornell Armstrong, who was uh, released too injured, and then safety Jesse Bates the third for Jalen Hawkins. So that's six starters on defense. I gave you four on offense. Now how they would get to 50% would be if Arnold Ibikite started for Lorenzo Carter. That would give you 11 or 22 starters. So is that going to be enough? Like our title suggested here, hey, a closer look at the 53-man roster. Will massive roster overhaul carry the Falcons to the playoffs? You know, they won't say it. They try not to quantify it. But, I mean, the bottom line is, hey, y'all got to get back to the winning record, get to the playoffs, get some respect around this league. You can't, they don't even got you on any uh, big-time primetime games anymore. So, 
And the only way to do that is start winning. So number three, item number three, why did the Falcons give up on Mayfield? I don't think they gave up on Mayfield. He gave us a blanket answer about, hey, we got to make the team better. He didn't want to get into, hey, well, you know, he's missing blocks. And, uh, you know, uh, he you know he just didn't turn out to be who they thought they were and who he thought he was. And I think he – I don't know if he can still make it. I think he can because he's big. He's 6'5", 320. And NFL.com's last Lance Zerline said when he was coming out, He's a potential starter. It may take some time. So, you know, how much time do you have? So, you know, maybe bring him back on a practice squad and get some more time. And then, you know, if something happens to McGarry, you got to play him. Or if something happens to Joshua Miles, you got to play him. So maybe they keep on working with him if they think they can get him back to the practice squad. He needed to improve his drive blocking and get him lower on his blocks. They gave him 16 starts in two years and three training camps. I think that's correct. Yes. So that's a lot. They might That might be enough time, but you want your people to work out. But the, the good thing, and we're going to get into this draft class next, 2021, is, you know, hey, if they can't play, get rid of them. I mean, we learned that in Green Bay with Ryan Wolf. You know, he blew it on some 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 defensive ends that were, you know, he took high from Florida State and uh, they weren't any good. And so, you know, they cut him. So they didn't they didn't mess around. Once you find out the guy can't play, don't keep him around. Now, that was a problem with, uh, you know, the previous administration. They kept their guys almost no matter what. And we're seeing here that the Falcons aren't keeping their guys no matter what. And this first draft class exemplifies that. Kyle Pitts is here. He had a great rookie year. Can't do it again. Richie Grant's here. He's been solid. Second round picks, you know, need to go to the play, you know, Pro Bowl at some point. Third round picks, you got to hit in the third round. This is top 100 players, okay? After the fourth round, you know, you get lucky. Top three, three rounds, you got to hit. And they didn't hit on Jalen Mayfield. He was cut on Saturday. Darren Hall was right outside the top 100. He was 108, and the new coaches didn't like him as much as the other ones did. Hoke uh, probably overdrafted him because, you know, his ties to San Diego State. But, hey, uh, he got cut. Jerry Gray, I talked to him about Darren down in uh, Miami, and it was a speed thing with him. So people can play without the speed, but then you got to be real technically sound. Fourth round pick, 114, Drew Dahl, Drew Dahlman, center Stanford. He was a functional starter last year. But can he be a pro bowler, a pro bowl quality center? You know, we've seen that with Alex Max here. We saw Todd McClure for years be a technician at that spot. So now he's out there. He's not getting ran over. He Now can he help with opening some holes and doing some damage, climbing to the second level and all that good pro bowl stuff? Tyquan Graham, fifth-round pick, 148. I think they hit on him. Showed great promise last year. They they like him. They brought him back. They didn't cut him, and they're letting him come back from his knee injury. And then fifth-round, 182, uh, Artie J. Notre Dame. He's on injured reserve, broke his ankle. He was going to have trouble making the team. So, um, I mean, nobody wants anybody to get hurt, but he was going to have trouble making the team this year. And then fifth-round pick Avery Williams, Boise State on injured reserve, blew out his knee. He led the league in punt returns, but they, uh, you know, tried him at cornerback, tried him at running back, thought he had some big play potential. 
you know, he's going to have to do more than just return punts when he gets back to this roster. And then the sixth round pick, 187, Frank Darby, he was released, uh, also injured. So out of this first draft class, and some people might think this is negative. I don't. If you can't play, then you get cut. You don't keep them around just because you drafted them. Find somebody better. So I'm okay with the fact with the fact that five other nine players are gone already, or at least you know maybe maybe two make it to the practice squad. You got two on injured reserve, maybe three, maybe Frank even comes back when he gets uh, healthy. So they have three starters and a possible contributor out of that first class. Starters are Pitts, Grant, and Dahlman, and the contributor is Graham. So I think the the percentage in the Bill Polian and Ryan Wolf numbers are like, okay, you're going to hit on 30% of your picks. So that's par for the course there. You know, you're not going to hit on nine or nine picks. And uh, so with that, fifth, before we get out of here, we're going to share a quick story from John Abraham. But the injury report was Michael Hughes, soft tissue. Courtney Armstrong, he went to IR with soft tissue. Uh, buzzword for hamstring. Running back, Corderell Patterson, soft tissue. Wide receiver, Corderell Hodge, ankle. And then wide receiver, Penny Hart, he went, he was concussion protocol, but he was released injured today too. So, um, you know, those were some of the injuries that the Falcons have. Pitts and Chris Linston were not at practice on Sunday, but I don't have any injury information on them. And before we get to our little closing story from uh, John Abraham at practice, let's look at, we asked um, the folks on Twitter, how do you feel about the Falcons' initial 53-man roster? Is this the group that will stop the streak of five consecutive losing seasons? NFC South contenders, playoffs. And we got somebody here named People Stupid, <laughs> which I agree with. So, and in, in, in part, when you read some of the stuff on the on the X now, nothing overly surprising. We'd love to see inside linebacker Nick Kowalkowski and offensive lineman Dan Quisenberry added for depth. We kick the tires on cornerback Bradley Roby. Burrowhead, as in Joe Burrow. I can't read the other part of his name. Not just five losing seasons. If I recall, they haven't even been over 500 a single day. Yep, since that Eagles playoff loss, they have not. I think they would be they would be a better team if Ritter had actually won the job this summer by competing. And uh, D-Led... Uh, Layton, 73, D-Led, this is the roster that's going to make us a contender in this year's playoffs. All right. He's all in. And then Michael Battle. I was hoping that RB42, that's uh, Godwin Ibikute. I I was hoping Godwin would make it. I know he wouldn't see much playing time, but he worked hard in the exhibition season. I think someone will pick him up or he will end up on the practice squad. So there you have it. Pretty deep dive into the roster here. Is this the crew that's going to bring them back? Can they get to 500? They got to win the opener against Carolina. That'll end the streak and we'll count the days up. 2,647 days in so many hours. The Falcons have been under 500. They definitely regressed regressed under 
and um, you know, uh, late in the Dan Quinn era, and it took him. You know, we could argue over the salary cap issues and what it took to to get in that hole and get out of it and so forth. Uh, but that's where they are right now. They're poised to return to respectability, and, and looks like they have uh, at least a plan in trying to do that. Now, you know, some of the players come by training camp and uh, John Abraham's one of my favorite guys to cover. And you know, it's like, hey, I know I got you. You know, I saw the pass rushers, you know, on the Hall of Fame list. And we'll be uh, making sure that folks take a look at John and so forth. And uh, one of the stories uh, we said, uh, I said, man, I thought uh, we, brought, we brought up Vic Beasley's name. And he's like, yeah. Man, that year, the year he had 15.5 sacks, man, I was like, oh, man, all of my records are going to be gone. This guy's going to, this guy's going to just shatter all of my records. And so, uh, but then, uh, you know, that didn't work out. Beasley, um, you know, didn't, didn't, uh, wasn't able to carry that on. But that year when he had Brian Cox and Dwight Freeney here, he, he did lead the league in sacks with 15.5 and Abraham thought his records were in danger. Uh, he's like, this guy's young. He's going to be doing this forever. But sometimes he, he pointed out and he don't know if this is Vic's situation or not. And I don't know if it's Deion Jones's or not because he got cut today by the Panthers, but some guys play for provision. You know, they play for the provisions of the game. And once they get those provisions, then, you know, they might not be as into it for playing the game of football. You know, the, the great ones play because they love it, not because they're getting a big check or the provisions, as uh, John called, called it. So with that, we're going to get on out of here. We'll be back early next week to get you ready for the Carolina Panthers. And then we'll be after after that game. We'll break that one down for you, too, here on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. This one was titled A Closer Look at the Falcons 53-man roster. Will the massive roster overhaul carry the Falcons to the playoffs? And with that, we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.